Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Wednesday, June 8th. Now Charleston takes a look at a handful of issues three times a week and tells you why they're important. Hey everybody, how's it going? Hope you're having a good week so far. It is hot out there, um, but the mornings have been pretty nice. Went for a bike ride downtown from my house yesterday. It's a, it's a nice ride, but I think I took a little bit too long uh, when I stopped and got some coffee down at Baba's. Um, you wouldn't think too many people would be on the road around like 7.15 or so in the morning, but uh, you know who is on the road at 7.15? A bunch of pickup trucks. Made that drive back to Park Circle a little bit uh, of a white knuckler on Strava, the little app that you can use to track your bike rides and runs and stuff. There's a thing where you can compare your times in certain segments uh, in the area uh, to other people on the app. Um, There's a segment on there called the Gauntlet on Meeting Street. It is from the railroad tracks just south of the gas station there on Upper Meeting Street, um, past the Jennings tow lot where it turns into Sproul Avenue. Um, It's a little dicey up there in the Gauntlet, as you can imagine. Anyway, let's get to these morning headlines. Some quick hitters for you today. Less than a week until the hotly contested 1st District Republican primary. Uh, One candidate, though, has way more money than the other. Who do you think it is? Vice President Kamala Harris will travel to South Carolina at the end of this week. A Charleston County deputy has been charged in a collision that killed a mother and her two daughters. Gas prices will soon jump up a little more in South Carolina. We'll look at why. Charleston County now has two designated historic districts, both designed to help protect historically black communities, with possibly more on the way. And I got three. That's three sports headlines for you that I think you might be interested in. Those stories and more, starting now. Less than a week before we'll probably know the nominees for the first congressional district in November, Congresswoman Nancy Mace had more than twice the amount of money as former state rep Katie Arrington in their last pre-election FEC filings. Mace has about $1.4 million on hand to spend, while Arrington has about $600,000 as of May 25th. Now, the money on hand and the fundraising can tell us a couple things about enthusiasm. Enthusiasm for Mace's campaign, at least by establishment donors. The Koch brothers, Americans for Prosperity, has also dumped about $160,000 into the race, according to the FEC, just to name one political group. But maybe more consequential is that if Mace doesn't unload all her money before Election Day, uh, she's already got that in the bank for a general election if she wins. So she has a little bit over double what Arrington has right now, but she's got almost two and a half times what Democratic nominee Annie Andrews has, even though Andrews doesn't have a primary to worry about right now. Now, Mace will spend some of that money, but if she wins, if she wins, she'll almost certainly come out of the gate with more money than Andrews. Uh, And the momentum a successful primary will help kickstart more fundraising for her for the general election. Um, of course, also, though, Andrews will be able to start fundraising in earnest um, some more of her own money after the GOP primary as well, um, especially since she now knows who her opponent will be in November. This is also just a little bit of speculation, of course. Uh, money isn't a sure indicator. As we know, Mace won last time around, even though her campaign was outspent by then-incumbent Joe Cunningham by about $1.3 million. Vice President Kamala Harris will be the key speaker for the state Democratic Party's big annual dinner on Friday night up in Columbia. Um, This is a big annual party event, usually before the party primaries. It's the vice president's first state party event, the AP reported, according to party chairman Trav Robertson. Uh, These events are usually only attended by local party leaders and state party donors. Um, Individual tickets for the event are $150, which for 
a Democratic Party event uh, is a lot. Of course, the whole thing goes down on Friday night, just a couple hours after Joe Cunningham, Mia McLeod, and the rest of the Democratic field for governor are set to debate just down the road at the ETV studios in Columbia. So things could get a little interesting. A Charleston County... A Charleston County Sheriff's deputy has been charged with three counts of reckless homicide after a collision that killed three people on Mother's Day. Sheriff Kristen Graziano said Tuesday in a press conference that she expected Emily Pelletier to be charged in the incident after her office and the State Highway Patrol reviewed the collision. Uh, Few details were publicly discussed before this week, but the deputy was reportedly traveling 73 miles an hour, the sheriff said, without lights or sirens, ran a stop sign, and hit and killed the three women in their car together. Graziano said that she also was not happy that the initial report about the incident didn't mention that the other driver was not at fault in the crash. There's a whole lot more to be said about uh, incomplete police reports, particularly when it's officers writing reports that involve other officers. Stephanie Dantzler, 53, and her daughters, 28-year-old Shanice Dantzler-Williams and 22-year-old Miranda Dantzler-Williams, were all killed in the wreck. A quick heads up, I know gas prices have been crazy over the past few months. Um, Congrats to Exxon and Chevron on those record profits, by the way. But South Carolina state gas tax is set to go up for a scheduled bump in July, on July 1st, when the gas tax goes up from 26 cents per gallon to 28 cents per gallon. What's that? Sorry. Oh, okay. My fault. I'm being told that the official title of the surcharge on a gallon of gas is a, quote, road user fee unquote. Can't have taxes going up, just user fees. But don't worry, you can claim a tax credit for all the increased road user fees you're paying. You probably saved all your receipts for all the gas you bought last year, right? Um, Good, because you can send those into the State Department of Revenue, declare your gas tax credit. All good. I'd like to know how many people actually do that. Anyway, you'll be paying a little more at the pump starting July 1st. The Beefield community on James Allen is just the latest historic district to get protection from Charleston County. It's the second community like it to get similar protection. Essentially, it gives a designated community protection from sudden development, demolition, or zoning changes. Any of those approvals have to go through the County Historic Preservation Commission first. The first of these designations you might remember was the Phillips community in Mount Pleasant. Uh, If you remember, there was a road project that was being pushed through and members of the historically black and rural Phillips community started raising concerns over development and construction in the area that could change the fabric of their historic community. With the subtext here being that historically uh, minority communities have been the subject of the whims of government construction and infrastructure projects that erode the community fabric. Just look at the Crosstown Expressway that was built through downtown and bulldozed a whole series of houses where that highway now stands. Beefield is off of Folly Road and it's a little uh, historically black enclave of families dating back to the 1860s. Other communities that are also seeking designation are the 10 Mile Community in Mount Pleasant and the Historic Charleston Foundation says that Red Top in West Ashley uh, is also in the early stages. All right, three quick sports headlines you'll likely hear mentioned this week. Myrtle Beach native golfer Dustin Johnson has left the PGA Tour to join another international golf tour, the Live Tour. The new tour is controversial because it's essentially bankrolled by the financial arm of the Saudi Arabian government, which has been accused of human rights violations, including the killing of Washington Post reporter Jamal Khashoggi. Other major golfers like Phil Mickelson, who has been quiet this year uh, because he had early ties with this tour to try to get more money out of the PGA Tour, 
Um, and that's really what all this is about the money. There's huge money being spent on the live tour, uh, to try to lure in these American golfers and the American tour golfers over to the live tour, which starts this weekend in London. But Johnson is the most recently successful golfer to sign on. As far as I can tell, Tiger Woods reportedly turned down almost a billion dollars to jump ship. Um, he'll be staying with the PGA tour. And speaking of billionaires, the Carolina Panthers announced the team's top cats cheerleading squad has added a new member, the league's first openly transgender cheerleader on Instagram. Justine Lindsay said, quote, I would like to thank the beautiful and talented dancers who supported me along the way. And she went on, this is a moment I'll never forget. And I cannot wait to show you all what this girl has to bring, unquote. And finally, Gamecocks basketball coach Don Staley was Terry Gross's guest on an episode of Fresh Air this week. It's one of the longest interviews I've heard of Staley. Um, And one kind of interesting thing was about some medical challenges that Staley had to deal with during one of her championship runs with Gamecocks. And also the fact that even though Staley grew up before any professional women's basketball leagues existed in the U.S., she always saw herself playing pro basketball and kind of credits her perseverance and obsession with her goal of, of continuing to play basketball as what kept her going. Eventually, she ended up playing in the WNBA. I can't really tell if Terry Gross is a big sports fan, um, but she's also from Philadelphia. So that kind of makes this interesting. That's where Don Staley grew up also. And obviously, Terry Gross just immerses herself in learning about her guests. So she's obviously impressed uh, and proud to be talking to Staley, who's kind of become a big name in Philadelphia sports. It's a it's a good listen. That's all I've got for you today. If you have feedback for the show, you can leave a voice message at 843-474-1319 or email sam at nwchs.com. And you can rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. That's also a huge help. And as always, you can check nowcharleston.com for links and notes from every episode. To make sure you don't miss anything, follow us on twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. And thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Friday with the next Now Charleston.